are Locked On Diamondbacks, your daily Arizona Diamondbacks podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back to the Locks On Diamondbacks Podcast, a part of the Locks On Podcast Network. Your team every day. You're listening to who? Though is wonderful, and might I add, handsome host of this podcast, Miller Thomas. I'm a multimedia journalist and I'm a graphic designer. So please go check out my website, MillerThomas24.myportfolio.com. On there, you can see all my latest work from my packages to my articles to my photos and my graphic design. For today's show, we're going to start off, as always, with some hot stove rumors. I missed some transactions on yesterday's pod, so we'll go into depth on those. And then for segment number two today, Baseball America has five Diamondback prospects within their top 100 entering the 2021 season. So we'll talk about those five prospects in the D-backs organization. But first, if your company is interested in reaching men between the ages of 18 and 44, your company should be sponsoring this podcast. Locked On Diamondbacks is a listen to by 98% men and 80% between the ages of 18 and 44. So if you want men in that age range, this is your spot. Plus, I read to the most reasonable around. Email me at LockedOnDiamondbacks at gmail.com to find out more. And don't forget to follow me on Twitter at CreatorThomas24 for my personal account, at LockedOnDiamondbacks on both Twitter and Instagram for the podcast handle. Now, let's get right into it and let's talk about some hot stove rumors and not even rumors, some transactions that I missed uh, yesterday when discussing, you know, going through the past week of transactions because, like I said, the hot stove is finally heating up. Someone finally turned that stove on. I've been waiting for months. The D-backs still aren't that active. They signed a couple of pitchers this week to minor league deals, but still nothing to write home about, nothing really breaking, nothing interesting on the D-backs front. But for other teams around baseball, I mean, look at the Padres, the Mets, the Blue Jays. There are some really fun teams right now in baseball with what they're doing in the offseason. This is what the offseason should be about. It took us months from now. I want to talk baseball every day. I want to talk about free agency, and that's what it should be. I, you know, the offseason could be just as fun as a regular season if you do it right. Look at the NBA. Free agency, all the rumors, all the transactions that happen. The offseason with the NBA is just as fun as it is with the regular season, and I want I want the same to be said for the baseball offseason, but for that to happen, these teams have to be more active participants in free agency. They have to leak out some more rumors, and they just have to be uh, making more willing to make moves. And I know we're in a pandemic. I know a lot of these MLB teams lost money, but but come on now, we're seeing we're still seeing NBA teams, you know, spend money, still being able to make moves, and still being able to just have fun during the offseason, and still. Be able to just give us content to talk about. And that's not what baseball does a good job at. They don't give us enough content to talk about. But there was some moves I did miss when I was going through the transactions yesterday. So let's break them down right now. The Nationals, they signed two guys this week. They signed both Kyle Schwarber 
and John Lester. So Schwarber, if they're you know if they're able to keep the DH, I'm sure they would love to put him maybe in that DH spot. Otherwise, it looks like Kyle Schwarber is either gonna go out to outfield, maybe he you know plays a little bit time at catcher or first base. I highly doubt it. He only had one game at catcher in 2019. Hasn't played first base since 2017. So they'll probably just stick him in that corner outfield. But I feel like his primary position should be a, a DH. But Kyle Schwarber is still a super young guy. I thought this was a guy who was probably in his early 30s. Kyle Schwarber is only 27 years old, so he's still a young stud. He's not a guy who's going to hit for a high average. Only career 230 for only a career 230 hitter. Uh, OBP career 336, but his OPS is slugging. That's where he gets most of his production from. And Kyle Schwarber, he's a power kind of hitter. From 2017 to 2019, he averaged about 30 home runs a season, so he's got the pop. He had 29 doubles back in 2019. Uh, walking is something that he does a decent amount at, but striking out is something that he has to really clean up. Because just think about this. In 2020, he had 30 walks, but 66 strikeouts. 2019, uh, 70 walks, 156 strikeouts, and that's been the trend the last three, four seasons. He's a guy who strikes out twice as many times as he walks. And that's never, you know, a good sign, especially as you start to age. When that power starts to dwindle, you're going to become a real liability. And look at a guy like Chris Davis, a guy who was a power hitting monster, but couldn't hit for average and struck out a ton. When that power started to dip, he became one of the worst contracts in all of baseball. And Kyle Schwarber, he's not getting a fat deal from the nationals it's only like a one or two year deal i don't have the exact number on me i probably should have but still he's not bringing the bank for the nationals it's not a long-term deal and he's still only 27 years old so you imagine he has at least another six years of probably playing peak baseball before he starts to do into law but the other guy that the nationals signed another former chicago cub this guy is not in his prime this is a guy who's on the very last legs of his career who's still an effective pitcher i guess he didn't have a great 2020 his 2019 was a down season as well but he was an all-star as recently as 2018 that is john lester coming off a 2020 season where he had a 5-1-6 era that's just not going to get it done for the Nationals. The Nationals are going to add him to that back end of the rotation that they have right now. I mean, if John Lester is your number four, number five starter, that's probably not too bad uh, for your team. But he's not a guy who is really at his apex anymore. And that's, you know, uh, that's what you would expect considering he is 37 years old. But for the Nationals, they still got Max Scherzer. But Max Scherzer, if you guys didn't know, I didn't know until I looked, it, looked this up literally five seconds ago. Scherzer is 35, 36 years old. He's old too. He's just as old as John Lester. He's still pitching at a pretty high level. Strikeouts per nine is still phenomenally high, but he had that 3.74 ERA in 2020. Maybe you saw some signs of him coming back to earth, starting to come back and pitch more like maybe a number two starter than an ace. Uh, the Nationals still have Patrick Corbin, former Arizona Diamondback. Anibal Sanchez was basically their number three starter last year. So I guess uh, John Lester is going to be taking over the Anibal Sanchez role. But we'll see. Remember, they still got Steven Strasburg, who was starting to get up there in age as well. He's still he's not old, but he's 32, going to be 33 uh, soon. And he didn't pitch a lot in 2020. He was dealing with some issues. He was on and off the injured list uh, most of the shortened season. And 
Strasburg only managed to get one actually he only managed to get two games in but only five innings pitched so he barely pitched at all so maybe he's at least fresh for next season but you don't like the fact that Strasburg basically missed the entire 2020 season with injury because this is a guy who's dealt with a lot of injuries throughout his career and 2019 he led the National League in innings pitched but then in 2020 he misses basically the whole season because of injury so maybe those two played uh, a part in each other and this is a guy who's been up and down throughout his career with injuries so you're hoping that he's healthy maybe John Lester is more insurance but if Strasburg comes back healthy that would help the Nationals chances tremendously at being a competitive team next season they were fourth in the NL East in 2020 but with injuries a COVID shortened season I'm throwing out everyone's record especially the Dimebacks record from this 2020 season Corey Kluber after making his showcase, he is heading to the Yankees. The Yankees, you know, they let go. They don't have J.A. Happ. Tanaka might be on the way out. And Corey Kluber was an all-star back in 2018. Finished third in Cy Young Award voting that year. So Yankees are going to try to turn back the clock with a guy in Corey Kluber who is 34 years old. These Yankees love older pitchers. And they found some success with a couple of them. But Corey Kluber, I, I have confidence he's going to be a good pitcher, but I think the Yankees might be putting too much on his plate. I think the Yankees kind of need him to be that Corey Kluber, or at least 80% of it. Uh, the Corey Kluber that we saw in 2018, I think the Yankees need him to be kind of close to that guy if they want to really compete. They're going to have Garrett Cole, but we don't know about Severino. We don't know if Tanaka's coming back, so Corey Kluber is going to be heavily involved with that Yankees rotation. Now, we'll get into the top five D-backs prospects according to Baseball America. But first, with the ever-increasing number of makes and models, it is now impossible to stock all the parts your car will ever need in a traditional chain store front. RockAuto.com is a family business serving auto part customers online for 20 years. They have everything from engine control modules and brake parts to tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. The rockauto.com catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate. Quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle and choose the brands, specifications, and prices you prefer. Best of all, prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low and the same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers. Why spend up to twice as much for the same parts? Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck right locked on in their how did you hear about us, Box? So they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. Are we ready for some football? Well, NFL is almost finishing up, but we still got a few games left. And this weekend, I'm betting on old man Tom Brady to take down old man Rodgers. And there's only one place that has you covered and one place we trust, betonline.ag. Sign up today for a free account at betonline.ag and use that promo code LOCKEDON for your 50% welcome bonus. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore. Get in on the action. Don't forget to use that promo code LOCKEDON to receive a 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. Visit our good friends and exclusive partner on Twitter at BetOnline underscore AG to take advantage of the best bonuses in the business. Sign up for a free account and use promo code LOCKEDON for your sign-up bonus. Hashtag BetOnline.
let's get back into it and let's look at those top five prospects according to Baseball America. And I found their rankings of the five of their top five D-backs prospects interesting because usually my go-to source for looking at prospects is MLB.com and there's a, a little contrast between what Baseball America has and what MLB.com has for the D-backs top five prospects. So let's jump right into it. So for according to Baseball America, the number one prospect in the D-backs organization is Corbin Carroll. They have him number 42 overall in their top 100 prospects entering the 2021 season. Now, Corbin Carroll, according to MLB.com, is the D-backs' fourth best prospect in the organization. So I found that interesting. Baseball America thinks he's the best, while MLB.com thinks he's the fourth best. And Carroll is the guy that enters the Arizona farm system. He was the 16th overall pick back in 2019. So if you guys listen to that podcast with JT, you don't need a tank. This guy was drafted 16th overall. You don't need a tank to take someone 16th overall. But this guy in 2019 as a center fielder slash 326, 408, and 581 in 11 games with the Hillsborough Hops. And he's got speed. He stole a couple bases. He finished with four triples. This guy has a bunch of tools. And I love dudes that can steal bases because I think speed has become such an underrated part in today's game. And 31 games in the Arizona League, he hit 288. And he had 16 stolen bases in that league. And he only got caught once while making on base while making it on base 24 times. So he's a speedster for sure. He had six doubles and three triples as well to go along with those 16 stolen bases in the Arizona League. And this is what Baseball America had to say on Carroll. Carroll is strong, wiry, and tremendously athletic. He's a fluid left-handed swing he uses to spray hard line drives to all fields. His approach is mature beyond his years with an innate understanding of the strike zone, an ability to recognize spin, and a knack for swinging at pitches on which he can do damage. So those are that's some great intel, some great scouting. A left-hander, he can, you know, hit the hard line drive to all fields. So maybe he's got some extra gap power, and maybe that can develop into more real raw power. He understands the strike zone. He's not going to strike out a ton. That's what the D-backs need because they had a ton of dudes on their roster who struck out last year. He's still young. He's still probably a couple of ways from making it to the big league level. And the D-backs are just stacked with outfield prospects. So we'll see if they try to trade a couple of these in the next couple of years before they reach the big leagues to hopefully make a spot or two for one of these top prospects, one of these top outfield prospects and make it to the big league level and be an everyday player. Dalton Varsho, we all know who that is. We saw him in 2020. He played a bunch of games in the short season and he comes in as the number 67th overall prospect in the top 100 for Baseball America. And Varsho is a guy that we saw. We know what he did in the 2020 season. It wasn't phenomenal. He only batted 188. He only had three home runs as well, but he's still highly regarded. Uh, 2019, he had a pretty much a breakout season in the minor leagues, at least in the double A. He helps his double A team, the Jackson Generals, win the Southern League Championship. He finished as the Championship Series MVP. He went on to hit 301, 378. 520 that was a slash line during that season and he's got a little bit of power and speed 18 home runs and 21 bait and 21 stolen bases and 108 games in double a so 
I like Dalton Varsho. I think he has a ton of talent. I think he has a ton of upside. I just want to see it consistently on the big league level because he didn't really show me much in 2020. He didn't really sell me on anything. I'm not super high on him. As a catcher, I like him better than being an outfielder because as a catcher, he can definitely fight Carson Kelly and potentially move him over. You know, we don't know exactly if Carson Kelly is that long-term option, and I doubt D-backs want Dalton Varsho and Carson Kelly usually trying to have two young catchers like that, try and make them both work. One of them is going to want to be the everyday catcher, and one of them is going to want to be the man. So eventually, I think you're going to have to decide between Carson Kelly or Dalton Varsho. But this is the scouting report, according to Baseball America. At least a little snippet of it. He got more comfortable as the season progressed and began showing the decisive compact swing as long-yielded predictions of an, of an above-average hitter with average power. Varsho is a natural catcher, but his above-average speed and surprising athleticism convinced the D-backs to try him out in center field. And I don't mind the D-back trying him out in center field. I just don't think that's his natural position. And I would rather have a catcher that can do all those things and be toolsy. There's not too many catchers that have that 15-15 threat. So my catcher can go out there, steal me 15 bases, get me 15 bombs as well. I'm going to like that. Uh, maybe he needs to work on his defense some, but... If he can really prove that's his ceiling offensively, I can't wait to see what this guy is as an everyday catcher. Geraldo Perdoma, shortstop second baseman, falls in at number 75 on the top 100. He came over from the Dominican Republic. He's been playing professional baseball since he was 17, and that's something I love. I love I, I love watching NBA, and I'm really getting to taking Euro guys earlier than American-born players. These Euro dudes that are coming over, they're nasty, they're skilled. Just go look at Luka Doncic, one of my favorite players right now. So I think these guys coming over from other countries, and this is not really pertaining to baseball, mostly in basketball, I guess the Euros are really taking over. But international play has been huge in baseball for a long time, and I just love the idea of taking someone internationally who's been playing a professional sport for a long time. That was basically the comparison I have between the NBA and baseball. I like taking guys who've been playing professional sports for a long time. That's why I wanted Luka to go number one because this guy was the Euro League MVP, been playing professional basketball since he was a teenager. And that's what Perdoma has done as well. He's played baseball since he was a teenager. That's why I was all in on LaMelo Ball. He's played professional basketball since he was a teenager. So I like this for Perdoma and his scouting report. A switch hitter controls the strike zone, has good bat speed from both sides of the plate, and has posted solid results against both lefties and righties, mostly a singles and doubles hitter. Perdoma, uh, Perdoma also added 17 pounds of muscle to his athletic frame after the 2019 season and could still add more. So this is a guy who's still growing. He's still getting bigger. Uh, he's a career 278 hitter in 236 games across the minor league. So he can hit for average. He brings some speed, but... Maybe if he starts putting on more muscle, he will get more pop. And so far throughout his career, he has more walks and strikeouts, which is always a nice indicator of how uh, of someone's patience at the plate and what kind of big leaguer they could turn into. So I'm in on Perdoma. The D-backs are eventually going to need to replace Nick Ahmed and some of their other middle infielders as they get older. Not Ketel Marte, but who knows? Maybe Eduardo Espar, Nick Ahmed gets replaced one day by Perdoma. Christian Robinson comes in at number, uh, number 93. And just a quick update, Dalton Varsho, according to MLB.com, 
He is uh, not even listed anymore under MLB.com's rankings of prospects, but I think that's because he was on the big league level this year. But they have uh, they have Geraldo Perdoma as their number three prospect in the D-backs organization. And then the next guy I'm about to talk about, Christian Robinson, who comes in number four for Baseball America, number 93 overall, is listed as the number one prospect for MLB.com. So I found that interesting. Corbin Carroll, number one for Baseball America, but number four for MLB.com. And that's just a funny little contrast that I found between the two. And I like Christian Robinson a lot. I think I have them, number one, on my prospects. And he's still only 20 years old. He turned 20 just this past December. He's from the Bahamas. Uh, over his course in the minor leagues, he slashed 282, 368, and 514. Uh, over the course of the 2019 season, I should say. And this is a guy, he's got natural athleticism. He's got big power. That's according to the scouting report here. And he's a guy I love because he can steal bases and he can hit for power. This is the guy in two seasons, had 29 stolen bases and 21 home runs. And in 2019, he hit 319 with nine home runs and 14 stolen bases and just 44 games. So the speed, the power combination, the, the potential to be a pretty good defensive player as well. I think this guy has a really bright future and I have him number one on my prospects list because I just think he has the most tools of any of these top prospects for the D-backs. So Christian Robinson, you're number one on my list of baseball, or not baseball, Diamondback prospects. And then the last prospect to talk about, Alec Thomas, number 94, one spot, ahead, one spot behind Christian Robinson. And he's coming off a 2019 season where he hit 300. He had also 10 home runs and 55 RBIs. So he might be, you know, a pretty toolsy guy too. And he was taken in the second round of the 2018 draft, also just 20 years old. And this is his scouting report. Thomas can generate loud contact that yields extra bases. And he uses his plus speed to take the extra 90 feet. He has a chance to grow into double-digit home run power. Most of his impact will uh, will be felt in the form of doubles and triples. I think Alex Thomas could be the Jose Altuve of outfielders. He's a little bit shorter. He doesn't have a huge stature, but he, he has a lot of speed. He is 5'11", so it's not like he's super small, but not a huge stature. He's only 175, so I got, about, I got a few pounds on Alex Thomas, but he's got all the speed in the world. I love speed, as I keep saying. In 2019, he stole 27 bases, so... I like the I, I love these prospects for the D-backs, specifically the outfield prospects. I love their tools. And Perdome, I think, is pretty interesting as well. And of course, Varsho is too. So the top five prospects I think are all interesting. I think they all have the right tools. And right now, they're probably all a couple years away outside of Dalton Varsho. He might be uh playing every day sooner rather than later. But I like the D-backs organization, I like the farm system. I like where it's moving. I think in a couple years. D-backs team could be pretty fun if we start seeing these guys live up to their potential on the major league level. Now, that's it for this edition of the Locked on Diamondbacks podcast. Go back and listen to any podcast you might have missed this week. We'll be back next week with more Diamondbacks news coverage and insight. And as always, stay safe and stay healthy. And remember, if you're the type of baseball fan that can't help but get giddy over prospects, we have the podcast for you, Locked on MLB Prospects. Hosted by minor league play-by-play voice Aram Layton 
is the only daily podcast devoted entirely to the stars of tomorrow. From team-focused farm system breakdowns, prospect rankings, and interviews with some of the brightest up-and-comers in the game, Locked On MLB Prospects is the best way to stay plugged in on the future of your favorite team. Subscribe today wherever you get your podcasts. Deuces!